0: What is up, everybody? Welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adzsports.com Dallas. We've got daily articles up there. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. We will talk more about them on the ride of the week in a few moments here. But before we do any of that, let's talk about the Cowboys and where they stand in the NFC playoff picture. Because if the season ended today, ladies and gentlemen, the Cowboys would rank fifth in the NFC. If we would take a look at each of these teams and where they rank, Dallas is number five in the conference just because of how seating works in the league. You've got the four divisional leaders, and then you get the wild cards. And it doesn't matter if the Cowboys have a better record than the Tampa Bay Bucks, or if they end up with a better record than the Minnesota Vikings. If they're not in the driver's seat for the only division in football that's got the four teams in, if the playoffs ended today, that would be the case for the NFC East. Still a possibility, whether you... Believe that or not, uh, it's crazy to think about. Where would you put the Cowboys' chances of taking that number one spot from the Philadelphia Eagles? Let me know your comments in the chat, your answers. Bruce says, You all missed when the show was, you all were missed when the show was on Facebook. Man, yeah, I did. I did miss you guys. Shout out to the YouTube audience. I'm excited about being back with you guys tonight. From 1 to 100, where would you put the Cowboys' chances of getting the number one seed in the NFC? 39 is toxic. I think that's a very decent number. Kind of agree there. 40, 40% is toxic, Tom. 6 says uh, 80. 40% for Jeff Clark. I like the sober answers in the comments. Listen, whether you like it or not, and, and whether it sucks or not, The Eagles have the mathematical advantage. This isn't about beating the Eagles come December 24th, even though that will be a huge deal when it comes to determining the champion of the NFC East. Since the Eagles are two games ahead of the Cowboys right now, they have a big, big advantage in this conversation. Because not only do the Cowboys need to beat the Eagles on Christmas Eve, and then they also need them to lose an extra game. But even if that happened, the Cowboys need to run the table. And it doesn't matter who's on your schedule. It doesn't matter who you are. Running the table is always hard in the NFL. Even one loss puts the Cowboys in a super complicated spot to win the NFC East. So And the number one seed, right? So... I'm going to go with a low answer as well. I'm going to back the people going with 40%. Rudigo goes with 75. Mark Andrew goes with 35. Peter Rizzo goes with 75. But what I really wanted to talk about is the fact that it's really, you know, one or the other, it seems to be. Because if you take a look at the NFC standings, you've got the Cowboys are number five, right? But look at the divisional champions. The Eagles are 10 and 1. And we'll get into the likeliest foe conversation. Let's hold on that for a little bit. I just want to show you the standings. Uh, the Vikings are 9-2. The 49ers are 7-4. The Tampa Bay Bucks are 5-6. Yet they're the number four team in the NFC because they lead their division. Because the South, the NFC South sucks. It's got the Falcons, the Saints, the Panthers, and of course the Tampa Bay Bucks. And then you've got the NFC East uh, filling out, the final seven spots and then the Seattle Seahawks remain in the hunt as they're the only other NFC team with a winning record that could be in that conversation but I want to look with you guys I want to look at what Football Outsiders had to say about the Cowboys playoff chances and more specifically the the sitting odds for the Dallas Cowboys because Football Outsiders Does a great job compiling DBOA, which is an efficiency metric that looks beyond volume, beyond win loss records, and it and Freebill Outsiders. What it tries to do with their stat is measure how much value they bring to every play. And then on top of that, DBOA is adjusted by opponent. So using those metrics, they determine the probabilities for. Each playoff scenario and the probabilities for each team that is aiming for the playoffs. What's the most likely seeding for them? And it agrees with the eye test. We all think that the Cowboys are either winning the NFC East and finding their way into the number one seed or their number five at best. And Football Outsiders agrees with that. It puts the Cowboys odds of getting the number five seed at 75% and the number one seed at a 15%. This is where it gets interesting. Dallas has, according to Football Outsiders, has a 75%, excuse me, a 15% chance of getting the number one seed, which would be home field advantage, plus the bye week, the only bye week in the conference. It has the Vikings, who have a better record than the Cowboys, and are not facing a killer schedule for the remaining of the year, it has the vikings at 3%. So that kind of tells you how this is a boom or bust scenario for Dallas. Not in the sense that you're not going to be successful if you're on the road as the number 5 seed if it come playoff time, but it's a drastic difference. The Dallas are the second most likely team in the NFL according to football outsiders to get the top seed to win essentially, the regular season in the NFC. That's how close the Cowboys are. And I think that when we really put that in perspective, it really shows you how important the Colts game is and how important the Jaguars game is going to be. And the same for the Texans and the Eagles and the Titans. Even though you are about to take a look at a quote-unquote, easy division, and you cannot even say easy division after the Jaguars beat the Baltimore Ravens and the, the Titans are looking like one of the best teams in the AFC, even after they lost to the Bengals this Sunday. Those are not easy games, and you cannot take a single one of them off because you're not playing to kill a streak that's been alive since 2004 that would be the NFC not having a back-to-back champion since then. Uh, you're playing for the most, the, the biggest advantage that you can possibly get in the playoffs. Let's see some of your comments here. Uh, Toxic thumbs I don't care where or who Dallas plays. They better not lay an egg like they usually do. That is the big concern, of course. Now, it's easier to lay an egg against a tougher opponent than it is... To lay an egg against a weaker opponent. So I I, I, do, I always love to look at playoff pictures and playoff scenarios. And as such, I wanted to talk a little bit here about the fact that I think that we already should have a very strong idea as to who the Cowboys are going to be playing in their first game of the playoffs. And I think it's going to be the Tampa Bay Bucs. It's the most likely opponent for Dallas. Think about it. If Dallas ends up at number five, number four is Tampa and Tom Brady. The other scenario, the only other scenario that I can think of as a likely outcome is the Cowboys really pulling a feed off and winning the NFC East, ending the year with the number one seed in the NFC, That would put the Cowboys in the waiting room because they would be waiting to see how the wild card round plays out. Now, the most likely scenario then would likely be the Eagles because it would be the Eagles traveling to Tampa Bay, but you can never rule out Tom Brady. So it would be one of those two, I would assume. Now, home field advantage would tell you that, you know, the Bucs are going to be playing at home. They're the divisional champion. They're beating the Eagles, and so you're facing the Bucs either way, only you're doing it at home as a number one seed in the divisional round instead of traveling to Tampa in the wildcard round. But I would say that the Eagles beat the Tampa Bay Bucks in a playoff match considering where both teams are at right now after 12 weeks of the season. My question from me to you is, who would you rather face? Would you rather face the GOAT that has a inconsistent and unbalanced roster around him? Or would you rather face Jalen Hurts and one of the best rosters in the NFL? I think it's an interesting question because some people still respect the heck out of Tom Brady, which... You should, because Tom Brady is a very good quarterback still. And even though the Bucs have not been the same this year, uh, Brady's playing good football, actually. Who would you rather face? See, Tommy surprises me. Tommy says, Eagles, easy. Toxic Tom says, I want to beat Brady once. Please, just once. Can you just once be cool and beat Tom Brady, says Toxic Tom. Gregory says that the Eagles... Okay, okay. Stevens says both. Get me both. I don't think there's a likely scenario for the Cowboys to face the Eagles and the Bucks both in, in the playoffs. Jeff says Bucks at this point. Eagles are playing great football. Uh, Bucks is Mark Andrew. Peter Rizzo says GOAT, but not a mobile quarterback. And that's a fair comment. Uh, Peter, you're right on. Team Hall says that he wants Tom Brady. Rudy says box. Jeff Clark goes with Tampa Bay. Mando says Eagles. Man, I would much rather face the Bucs. I know it is Tom Brady. You can never be a fan, you know, of, of having to face Tom Brady in the playoffs, no less. But hey, that's a shaky offensive line. He's not mobile, as people are saying in the in the chat. I think they've not run the football the same way than. Previous years, they've been inconsistent. I'm afraid of of the, the possibility of Tom Brady going goat mode on you in the postseason. But also, that's not the best team that you could face. I mean, the Eagles are significantly better. And I would argue in every single phase of the game at this point. They're good. That Eagles team is good. Now, they have a weakness. It's important for us to know that they have a weakness, and that's why the Packers scored 33 points on them last night. The Eagles will let you run the football, they're 26th in the NFL in Rush defense DBOA. Now, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, and that's you know a long way off. Uh, we still need to play December football, but that's why I love December football because it matters, and you get to see what the possibilities are for the postseason, and it's always exciting to always know what's at stake. And that's what I, why I wanted to have this show and this episode as we enter the long week. Jeff says, you even have to mention Hurts with MVP status right now. Yeah, and I do think it's between Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. I would lean Mahomes. I would heavily Lean Mahomes because I really like what he's doing this year. I think I think Patrick Mahomes really had this season in which everybody was hyping up Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Rightfully so. Don't get me wrong. Rightfully so. And then Jalen Hurts was on the fitted, so he was also in the conversation. But then over the last few weeks, it seems to me that Mahomes had been like, you know what? Shh, shh, shh for a moment, right? I'm still Mahomes. Uh, it it felt like that. To me, he's impressive. Uh, no Juju Smith-Schuster, no Nicole Hardman versus the Chargers in week 11. Still had the ability to put together that game-winning drive at the last moment. He's out there killing it with Travis Kelsey. Uh, he's a fun quarterback. And Bruce says Brady has looked human all season long. Now, although, although I agree he's looked human, Uh, But he's looked good. He's looked like a decent quarterback. Here's the thing about the Tampa Bay Bucks, from what I've seen. This is what I've seen personally. You had a Tom Brady guy that before, uh, he might not have the best offensive line. He might not have the best receiving core. He was still going to keep you in the game because he zeroed in in those big moments. It was impressive to watch. He was the, the definition of clutch. But the Tampa Bay Bucks, and then he got to Tampa Bay, and you could even argue that in 2020 when he won that seventh Super Bowl, he was in a very good situation. This is not taking away from Brady. This is just recognizing what the Bucs were as a team. But now he is on an offense that wants to run the football but can't or wants to go heavy on you with double teams, the Bucs last year and the year before that and the year before that. We're among the teams that ran the highest rates of duo Uh, they have not been able to do so. Uh, And remember that they lost their left guard. They lost Ryan Jensen to injury as well. You had a new right guard in that lineup. So obviously that chemistry changes. I think they're finding some sort of mojo now. Uh, I was surprised that they lost to the Cleveland Browns, but Hey, the Browns are also low key, good low key and efficient team. So there is that, um, But at least Brady has not looked like that guy that can overcome it all at the same time. And in that sense, yes, uh, Brady has looked human all season. I agree with that. Uh, Jeff says, in what possible way would Dallas face Eagles in the first round? A lot would have to go wrong for both teams. So let let me try to clear that part up. The scenario in which the Cowboys face the Eagles, and thank you for your question, Jeff, that, that, that way, I assure myself that, you know, I was clear about this whole thing. The Cowboys right now seem to be between the number one seed and the number five seed. If you're the number five, you're facing the Bucs because the Bucs are not escaping that number four slot. They're not escaping that slot. Uh, they're the worst divisional leader right now and will probably continue to be so. So that's the most likely scenario. But say the Cowboys pull it off. Say the Cowboys win the NFC East and they get the number one seed, which is their second most likely seeding. In that scenario, and let me look at the, let let me change to the NFC standings here real quick. You would have the Tampa Bay Bucks at number four going up against the Philadelphia Eagles at number five in the wild card round. That would be the wild card. If the Eagles beat the Bucs and then the Vikings and the 49ers as divisional champions beat the wild cards that they face, you probably get the wild card team as the number one seed, right? Uh, you're the number one guy. You're facing the lowest seeded playoff team. So maybe I skipped over that part of assuming that the Vikings and the Niners get their wins since they're divisional champions. You would assume that they are in that position. A, a lesser seated wildcard team would have to win for the Cowboys not to face the Eagles or the Bucks, assuming that the three divisional champions win. I know we're kind of assuming a lot of stuff here, but hey, that's what that's what I love about this uh, show. We really can dive into some of these fun scenarios and have fun with them. That would be the scenario, Jeff. Sorry if I wasn't super clear. At the beginning of the show. Hope that it's clear now. That would be the scenario. Toxic Tom says. So Mo. If we go one and done again. We riot. Right? Yes. Yes. But (laughs) short answer. Yes. Long answer. Let me know how we go one and done. In the sense of. uh, Do we go one and done. In the wild card. Against the Bucks. Or do we go one and done. Against the Eagles in an overtime thriller versus the Eagles, in which the refs miss a defensive pass interference, right? I'm obviously going with a super exaggerated scenario here, but I'm just saying the how matters. And the how matters more than anything for the conversation that we will have the morning after. Because if it's the latter, then McCarthy maybe sticks around. But if you have no answers against the Bucs in the wildcard round, then McCarthy's probably gone after, after this season and the Sean Payton drama is turned all the way up. Could be, could be. Samuel says Mo is better than the Eagle, the every Eagle YouTuber. Uh, Samuel one, uh, Thank you. Too though, uh, I don't think that that was a very high bar that you set for me, man. Uh, so uh, I get uh, thank you. I guess. Shout out to Samuel for joining the show. L is an L says Toxic Tom. Yeah, it is. But I think that for the morning after, though, for the morning after, not every L is the same, is it? <laughs> you you didn't feel the same way about the Cowboys week one loss to the box this season than you did about last year's week one loss to the box. <laughs> it's different. That's that's more or less what I mean there. <laughs> Is it impossible to meet the Eagles in the NFC championship games as Gregory? Uh, I don't think that would be impossible, especially if you uh, you would probably need a, a, another wildcard team to win, assuming that the Eagles stay at number one the Cowboys make the playoffs as a number five team. You would need a a lower-seeded team to move on into the divisional round. So no, I I think it's even probable, actually. Hey, it's going to be fun. Uh, Next few weeks, we talked about it last week. For those of you on YouTube, let me sum it up for you. Uh, We talked about phasing the AFC South on Sunday night. We were talking about which is the toughest game over the next three weeks. And we were talking about facing the Colts, who are obviously a team that I think the Cowboys match up well against because I don't think the Colts' offense has any use at all. Sure, Jonathan Taylor is good, but that offensive line is banged up and it's not great. Uh, Ryan Kelly went down injured the center just today in the first half of Monday Night Football. And then... On top of that, Matt Ryan is the 39th quarterback in average depth of target. He is the 39th quarterback in big-time throw percentage. They're not explosive, period. Then you get, uh, of course, uh, you can also throw in the Texans there in the conversation. I don't think that we should really see them as a threat. Anything can happen in the NFL, but there is no not one legitimate reason why you could say, oh, the Cowboys are losing to the Texans. That's not even a trap game. A trap game is not the same as saying as an offset uh, necessarily. My point being, the Jaguars might be the scariest team over the next three weeks because Trevor Lawrence can generate those explosives. And Trevor Lawrence is a heck of a quarterback. And anytime you're facing a heck of a quarterback, you know that if anything can happen in the NFL, a, a heck of a quarterback makes it even more likely. So... It's going to be fun, and every game matters. And even if they're AFC squads, you know that so much is at stake because your chances to win the Super Bowl are not the same if you're the number one team in the NFC or the number five team in the NFC. I know that the Cowboys didn't have success as the number one squad in 2016. That was Dak Prescott's rookie season. You know that a lot of things were going on back then. It's not an, It's not the same. Cowboys have no room for error, in other words, for the rest of the season. It's impossible to run the table. I mean, it's near impossible to run the table, but that's what the Cowboys should be aiming for moving forward. Let's see here. Uh, Mark Aaron says, this Monday night football game is super boring. Not going to lie. I was low-key excited about it. I was excited about watching Kenny Pickett on primetime. I was excited to about watching Jeff Saturday's third game. Kind of get a better idea of who are the Colts. But yeah, it's not good football. What's being played right now. I watched the first quarter with a little bit of uh, better attention than I did the second quarter. Because we were here on primetime. And it did not look good. Now, some sacks. From both Ryan and Pickett that you couldn't really get over. Maybe the Cowboys 49ers NFC Championship Games is Anthony. Now, the 49ers are a team that scares me. And the Eagles as well. I think Cowboys, Eagles, and 49ers, whatever order, however you want to rank them, are the top three teams in the conference. And then there's a steep drop-off to number four. Eagles, Cowboys, and 49ers are dangerous. Vikings have some good stuff in there, but they're not dangerous. Cowboys, Eagles, and 49ers all are because they're balanced, because they've got playmakers. They've got solid coaching staff because I, I do see the Cowboys coaching staff as a strength going into the playoffs. I think that maybe they're number two among those big teams in the NFC behind Kyle Shanahan's coaching staff. Also had that conversation on Facebook, Last week, in case you want to check it out. But anyways, me, before we get out of here, and before I let you enjoy the rest of your Monday night football, uh, of, of your Monday night and Monday night football, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to overreaction Monday. Here in ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. As always, you know the rules. I give you a statement, and you tell me, is that a overreaction, or is that a reaction. First up on this one, first up on this one, we've got the Cowboys will go 3-0 before the Eagles game in Christmas Eve. Is that an overreaction or is that a fair reaction? Let me know in the chat while you do that and before I give you my official answer, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week is a 2023 Mazda CX-30 Premium. And man, this one is special, special. It starts at $32,130. It's got all-wheel drive. It's got a sunroof. Do you want a comfort? It's got leather, power, heated, memory foam sitting. Do you want safety? It's got side impact airbags. Or do you want to just jam, it's got a premium audio system, miles per gallon capacity of 24 in the city, that goes up to 31 when you are in the highway. Check out the 2023 Mazda CX-30 premium over at freemanmazda.net, a family owned business for over 65 years. Remember that when you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. So Cowboys going 3 and 0 over the next 3 weeks is that an overreaction or is that a fair reaction? Let's see what your comments are. Oh. Oh, Tommy Lumen, Jeff, Mark 6. Who else here uh, Gilbert on Facebook? Tommy, everyone's going with fair. Toxic though goes with overreaction. I don't trust Dallas in December. Overreaction. Edward says they drop one. They will drop. Oh, no. Bruce said. Uh, no, excuse me. Samuel said we're dropping one. Overreactions is dealing. These guys are still inconsistent. Same old Cowboys. See, the, the worst thing about this is that if the Cowboys, say the Cowboys go two and one, we're going to panic. It doesn't matter who the loss is against because the loss is going to come against a Losing team if it does happen, but then if they do go three and zero, nah, it's going to be the AFC South. Who cares? They have not proven anything, so it's a lose lose situation over the next three weeks. Everything that matters is in that 24th of December game versus the Eagles. I will tell you what though, if they do go three and zero on this late, I think it will matter more than we will give them credit for, because uh, the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars specifically are are not an easy opponent. Ask the Ravens. Yeah, Jeff says, Moe is nervous about the Jags. A little bit. Uh, But I will go with fair reaction, though. (laughs) I will make the Cowboys the favorites against the Jaguars for sure. Uh, But I'm a little bit hesitant about that one just because they've got some guys. And I like Trevor Lawrence a lot. Toxic Tom says, my wife ordered boneless wings tonight, thinking divorce is my only option. Fair or overreaction. Mr. Toxic Tom, that is a very high overreaction. Cause boneless wings are the way to go. But we we will we will try to avoid that controversy for a little bit here. We will try not to get into that. Next question, and this is where we take a look at the rest of the NFL, ladies and gentlemen. The Bengals, after beating the Titans, and after the Ravens lost to the Jaguars, the Bengals will win the AFC North. Overreaction or fair reaction? Okay, that's a good one. They have a playoff they have a regular season game left. The Bengals schedule is rough. They still have to go against the Chiefs. They have to go against the Ravens. They've got Tampa Bay in there. Not an easy schedule for Cincinnati. The Bengals will win the AFC North overreaction or fur reaction. Meanwhile, the Ravens are struggling on offense. Good defense, though. They're playing good defense. But I think that since they've missed Rashad Bateman, they don't have that answer, man. Uh, The thing about the Ravens was they loaded the box against Lamar Jackson and company. And they had Bateman out there one on one. Give me those wins on the outside. Now that Bateman is not there, though, I don't think that the Ravens' passing attack has figured it out. I will go, though, with overreaction because I think that the Ravens take the division. I think they're the better team. And I think that the Bengals will still lose at least one or two games, maybe. Uh, before the end of the regular season. Even though I love what the Bengals are doing right now. And see them as legit contenders in the AFC. Fair reaction for Jeff. Six says fair. The Ravens are soft. Uh, Bengals, yes. They've got the best quarterbacks Says Glenn. Gregory goes with over. Toxic asks, when is Jamar Chase back next week? That is the expectation. Tommy, though, goes with over. Lumen goes with over. He says Baltimore wins the North. Fair reaction for Mark Andrew, overreaction for Dylan. Remaining schedule is too tough. I agree. And before we get out of here, one last one. Aaron Rodgers (laughs) played his last game as the Packers quarterback. Is that an overreaction or is that a fair reaction? Jordan Love to Cobra. Last night, we don't know what the health status is for Aaron Rodgers. We will probably know more over the next few weeks, over the next few days. But in the meantime, is that an overreaction or is that a fair reaction? Aaron Rodgers playing his last game at the Packers. The thing is, if that's a two to four week injury, for example, do you come back at all if you are Rodgers? when the Packers are not playing for anything anymore. And if you don't, what exactly happens next offseason with Green Bay? And that could become an even more interesting conversation if Jordan Jordan Love goes out there and kills it. What are you guys thinking? Let me know in the comments. Joey Bella says over. Thomas is over. Jeff goes with fair. Gregory goes with over. Bruce with fair. David with over. Man, I I, I love that I'm throwing some out that uh, some out there that are controversial. He's done. Says Jeff. Mark says with says fair uh, six below goes with over. Toxic goes with over. I'm gonna go with overreaction. I'm gonna go with overreaction. I think that listen in 2024 uh, in 2023 as long as aaron Rodgers wants to keep playing why would he go elsewhere and why would the packers let him go elsewhere maybe it made sense a year ago or or even this off season while the packers were figuring out some of the money stuff now that's taken care of though you're not a better team without rogers and the Packers are not going to be in a top five, top ten situation in the NFL draft in which drafting C.J. Stroud or Bryce Junk or somebody like that uh, is at hand, uh, is, is at play. So I don't, I don't see it happening. Uh, th- I think that Aaron Rodgers stays. I don't know if he will come back, though, in 2022. We'll see. I don't see him leaving Green Bay, though. I don't see any of the parties winning if he does. And I still still got it, by the way. I think he's still a good quarterback in the NFL. The only reason why he wouldn't stay, in my opinion, is if he does decide to retire after this year, which would kind of surprise me if he does. Lumen says Rodgers wants to be a tight end Momo. Lumen, but don't you want to see Malik Willis? Drive into the quarterback position. That's that's like a, a half joke, I think. He's built a house in Nashville. Do you remember that storyline? I I remember. Uh, shout out to Sack and Austin over at ADZ Sports Nashville, the bosses of this whole thing. I remember when they were covering that storyline in their morning show. They were talking about uh, Rodgers building a house in Nashville, and the Titans fans were freaking the f out (laughs) it was funny but i don't think i I don't think that rogers wants to go play for the titans i don't see that ladies and gentlemen that will be it for me tonight on the show thank you for tuning in to adz sports dallas prime time youtube audience i missed you i missed you a lot ah thank you thank you for joining the show once more and as always we are live sunday through thursday night at 8 p.m central remember that you can check out more articles on the Cowboys over at adzsports.com slash Dallas. I had one on Michael Gallup this morning. I think that you will enjoy it if you go check it out. And there's also a lot of stuff on Micah, on the Cowboys as a team overall. And as always, remember that Prime Time is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net, a family-owned business for over 65 years. If you want a new car, go check it out. Uh, A-plus customer service, man, over there at FreemanMazda.net. So I will see you. I will see you. Shout out to you. Thank you, Lumen. Thank you, Jeff, Glenn, uh, Toxic uh, Toxic Bella. Sorry, I thought that was Toxic Tom. Gregory, Rudy, shout out to you for tuning in to the show. I will see you tomorrow. Disfruten su lunes y el Monday Night Football. Adios.